I finally healed. And then, yeah, one of my kids said something and I laughed out loud. It felt so good. And it was just so eye-opening to be like, oh my gosh, that was the first time I've laughed in a long time. 15 years ago, Carlin Call found herself in the depths of a major depression. After attempting to take her life, she knew she needed help and started on a health journey that completely healed her. Eager to help others, she started the Instagram account, Just Ingredients, which now has over half a million followers, by the way, to share the changes in her lifestyle that made all the difference. Carlin is a mother of six, a certified nutritionist, mental health advocate, and an entrepreneur with a whole line of amazing natural products, many of which I use daily and absolutely love. I've learned so many things from Carlin over the years that have blessed my family, and I'm excited for you to meet her too. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? Well, we are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. But first, can I share one of my favorite photo tips with you? I know at the end of the year, everything can feel like a blur. I get it. 2021 nearly wrecked me. But something I've been doing for years now that helps not only reflect on the past year, but also reminds me of all of the good that happened is making yearbooks. I'm finishing up my 2021 yearbooks for each child this week. And something that makes it so easy is Google Photos Face Recognition AI. See, I back all of my photos up to Google because, well, it's super easy and it's basically free. And they have incredible technology that allows you to search for a person and a year and in seconds will pull up all of the photos. All you do is just put those ones that you want into an album and then use that album as a photo source in the Chatbooks app and your books are made in a flash. And if you use the code NEWYEAR, you can get 15% off all yearbooks. I promise your kids will love them and you'll feel like you've started 2022 off like a rock star. Okay, on to our interview. All right. Hello. Hello, Carlin. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you and so fun to be on this show. Thank you for being here. Even though I have been following you and learning from you on Instagram for a couple of years now and through your amazing podcast, the Just Ingredient Podcast, you guys, it's amazing. I still have so many questions for you. And I know that in our Mom Force community, lots of questions that you can help us answer. So this is a real treat. Did I ever tell you how I discovered you online? No, I'm actually curious to know. So a couple of years ago, my daughter was really struggling with depression, and I had no experience with that previously. So I was on the Internet just Googling, trying to learn everything I could. And in my searching, I found a podcast episode that popped up titled Fighting Depression with Diet. And it was you talking to Juanique and Tristan. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was so amazing to me, your story and how you cured depression with food and changes in your lifestyle. And it gave me so much hope. And for those who don't know your story, I'm hoping that you can share a little bit about that experience. Like my daughter, did your depression just come out of the blue or was it something that you had struggled with your whole life? No. So I actually hadn't struggled with it until after my third child. And so a lot of people say, oh, was it postpartum depression? And it actually isn't considered postpartum or it wasn't considered postpartum depression because my baby was over a year. And so if your baby's over a year, they don't consider it postpartum. So I had never dealt with it before that I knew of. I mean, I'm, you know, I had bad days or, you know, angry moments or whatever, but not depression. And so maybe I'll just tell a little bit about my background. So 
I was a mom of three at this point, and I just had terrible depression. I mean, dark, dark depression to the point that I actually even attempted suicide. And thankfully, by the grace of God, that did not happen. And so at that point, though, that lowest of low, I was like, I, I need help. I absolutely need help. Like, I've got to get answers. And so I went to some doctors and the first doctor was like, well, we've just got to put you on antidepressants. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And I have nothing against antidepressants, but I would say to him, oh, will this help me heal? And he was like, no, it's just something that will like help you not be so depressed. Yeah. And you anticipate you need to be it on the rest of your life. Like this is your life now. And yeah. So then I was like, well, I'm not okay with that. So I found another doctor and then the same thing. I would say, well, will this antidepressant help me heal? And he would say no. And so I went to doctor after doctor for two years and no one could tell me how I could heal from depression, but I knew that I had not always been like that. So I knew the body can heal. So I'm like, there's gotta be a way that I can fix this. I just don't know how, but I know the body can heal. I just need that direction of how. So I finally did um, find a doctor two years after going from doctor to doctor who was like, yeah, I can help you heal, but it's going to take a lot of work on your part. And we've got to do a lot of tests and things like that. And anyways, I went on like an 18 month journey with her and completely changed my diet and lifestyle and supplements and all sorts of things and healed with her and got off all of my antidepressants and have been feeling great ever since just from learning the things that I learned with her. Now, in that 18 months was a lot of work and a lot of trial and error and a lot of digging in and learning. But I just want to say really quickly, the medication is a godsend and such a gift for so many people. Right. And I know in, for some of my children and loved ones, like in a critical moment, medication is a lifesaver. But I love knowing that that isn't a terminal, like, <laughs> it's not the way the rest of your life needs to be because there are so many side effects that also come with these life-saving medications that can be really hard to live with. But it's not like healing yourself isn't like as easy as taking a pill, right? right. No, it's not easy at, a, at all. It's a lot of hard work. And um, in fact, when she was like, yeah, I'll help you heal, but you've got to do your part. And she was like, we're going to work on your health for 12 months before we even start tapering down your antidepressants. So that's just like a time frame of how long it takes just to get my health a little bit better so that I could yeah. start slowly tapering off the um, antidepressants. And like you said, I have nothing against antidepressants. It just made me frustrated that that's not what would help me heal. And I wanted to heal. Yeah. I remember hearing you say once that after you had finally been able to get off your medication, something that your kids did made you laugh and you realized like, wow, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. And sometimes that moment actually makes me want to cry because it's a moment I will never forget. For years being on the medication, I didn't laugh. The medication made me not depressed, but I say that it was like a seatbelt to my emotions. It just kept me at bay. Like I didn't feel true joy and happiness, but I didn't feel that terrible depression either. And because I'd suffered with depression before those years of medication, I couldn't remember the last time I laughed or felt 
joy or happiness. And when I finally healed and then, yeah, one of my kids said something and I laughed out loud, it felt so good. And it was just so eye-opening to be like, oh my gosh, that was the first time I've laughed in a long time. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was learning your story and I started digging into the stuff that you have shared so much on your Instagram and online, I became very overwhelmed. Like, first of all, I wanted to find your doctor. Like, I don't live that far away from you. Maybe you can tell me who that doctor was. But like, it's hard to find a doctor who even thinks this is possible. So for anyone listening right now who is struggling with their own mental health or with um, a loved one who's struggling, like, what is the process? Like, how do you find, first of all, a doctor who thinks that this is possible? And what are the tests that you should be getting? And give us some of those tips. So first of all, it's okay if you have a doctor right now that can't help you. Like, just say to them, thank you so much for your time and go find a new one. Like people get in this mindset that they have this family doctor and they've got to stay with this family doctor and they can't leave them. No, it's okay to just say thank you so much for what you've done and try to look for somebody else. I say look for a functional medicine doctor. They are trained to find the root cause of the problem. So a lot of doctors will give you a pill to help you with your problem, right? But they're not going to delve down deeper and find out what the root cause is. So a functional medicine doctor will do that. So that's what you want to look for because my depression wasn't just like, oh, now you have depression. We found out that I wasn't absorbing my B vitamins. We found out that I was very low on vitamin D, very low on magnesium. I wasn't, I didn't have enough amino acids. My omega threes were terribly low. Like I had a whole list of things that were physically wrong in my body. Therefore I had the depression. So it's not like you're just cursed with depression. There's a root cause, but there's multiple, multiple reasons for depression. So you have to work with a doctor who can find out your root causes. And it's okay to do trial and error, like exactly visit with one. And if that doesn't work, are there credentials? that we should be looking for as we're trying to find this right doctor? Honestly, it's just the functional medicine doctor is the easiest way to find okay. somebody that will help you just because, like I said, they're trained to find those root causes. So they know all the different tests to do. So, I mean, I did blood work, but I also did saliva work. I also did urine tests, I, not saliva work, saliva tests <laughs> yeah. and urine tests. So there are so many especially today, a lot of hormone tests that the doctors can choose. I mean, there's a plethora of different tests. So that's why you've got to go to this doctor, a functional medicine doctor who knows about all these tests that can help you. Unfortunately, a lot of insurances don't cover this. I, I learned this. My son went to his school you know, medical center. And I had learned from you all these tests that I wanted to have done to to look at markers. And that doctor was like, no, 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 you don't need that. Just just do a CBC. You probably have mono. And it was so frustrating. And yes, I wanted insurance to cover it. But more than anything, I wanted him to feel better. And so, yeah, we've spent a lot of money. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is the case. A lot of these tests aren't covered. But it got to the point that we were so desperate. And to tell you the truth, we were so poor at the time. My husband had lost his job. We had started, tried to start a business that just tanked. And so we had used our retirement and trying to create that business. And we were so poor when this happened, but it was either life or debt. And you know what? We chose debt and I got healthy and eventually got out of that debt, you know, but for me, it was worth it because it saved my life and completely changed my life because what my life is now versus 15 years ago is night and day difference. Yeah. And sometimes you have to be facing your darkest moment to 
to take action and be willing to, you know, it's it can be expensive to get the change. Well, we could spend the entire episode talking about all the nitty gritty things that you did and the swaps and the you know things that we could change in our homes. But you guys just go over to Just Ingredients on Instagram and listen to all of her podcast episodes. <laughs> There's so much good stuff, too much to get into here today. But what I really wanted to emphasize is how healing takes time. And it's a daily ongoing process of learning and trying new things. And we all want a magic pill or protocol to fix something like do this five day cleanse and you will be all better. Right. Right. But that is not how healing works. So for you, part of your process was learning as much as you could. You know, you would have your appointments with your doctors then you would come home and just dig in and just learn, learn, learn. Right. For me. I get so overwhelmed. And as I've read books, I've read a lot of books and I've listened to a lot of podcasts. Sometimes all that information just starts to blur and I just feel like, oh, whatever, it's too much. I'm just going to keep living my life. But when you're in a life or death situation that forces you to just do it, it's different. So I'm hoping you can share with us as you started your journey, where were your go-to sources of information and how did you keep from becoming overwhelmed by it all? So... Okay. I will tell you, my personality is that if I get overwhelmed, I just throw my hands up in the air and say, forget it. I can't well, see it. me too. I'm the and same. So yeah. <laughs> so I told my doctor because, okay, let's talk about me for just a second back then. <laughs> yes. I knew nothing about nutrition. I knew nothing about eating healthy. In fact, probably a lot of this was brought on because I thought it was the cool thing to eat as little as fat as possible. It was all low fat, non-fat. And so yeah. I was at like 10 grams of fat a day if possible. And I was having cereal for breakfast and then some, who knows what for lunch and dinner, some frozen meal. Well, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a fruit or vegetable when I got to that doctor. So I knew nothing about nutrition. So when I, this doctor's like, we've got to change your nutrition and things that your products you're using, things like that. I was like, okay, but I can't do it all at once. Cause if I do it all at once, I won't do it. So I need one little step at a time. And in fact, the first thing she said was, well, maybe we should just first start with including whole grains then into your diet. And honestly, I didn't even know what a whole grain was. I was like, I think that's just wheat. Is that rice? <laughs> Is it? You know, I had like, that's how basic I was. So I started from scratch. So what I tell people is take it one step at a time, one little baby step at a time, one little change at a time. And eventually all of these changes will lead to a huge mass of changes. Right. And so just take one little step at a time. And so for me, I learned one topic at a time. So for instance, she told me what whole grains were. And then I went home and figured out what they were and how I eat them and the best ones there were. And I just read books or back then we had a little bit on the internet, not much, but there was some stuff and asked friends. I went to classes that like community classes that were offered, things like that. And once I got good with that, then we moved to the next topic. So like the next topic was artificial dyes. So she was like, just go in your house and look and see what has artificial dyes in it. And I was like, wow, it's in my hand soap. Oh my gosh, it's now in my shampoo. Oh wow, it's in these fruit snacks I'm giving my kids and I'm snacking on. Oh, it's so it was eye-opening. And then once I figured out what it was in, I would go to the store and try to find a replacement for those items without the artificial dyes. And that's the only thing. I didn't worry about the sugar. I didn't worry about high fructose corn syrup, nothing. It was just dyes. 
And then once I felt like I was a master at that, then I would move to the next topic. So it wasn't like she was like, let's change everything. And I went home that day and switched everything all at once. It was very methodical of one little topic at a time. Okay, well, a couple of thoughts. Now it's all laid out on your Instagram. You can scroll endlessly and get all of that information like a fire hose. How do listeners who now know who you are and they go to your Instagram not feel overwhelmed? Like, do you have a cheat sheet somewhere that's like, start here? Like, this is the program. Okay, so I know it does get overwhelming. So I say two things. One, I do have cheat sheets on my website that are like, here's where to start. Just start with these things. But then the other thing I just try to tell people is there are so many loud voices out there. So many conflicting voices do this, do that. And so I just say, just ask yourself, will this nourish my body? If it will nourish your body, eat it and enjoy it. If it's not going to, then don't eat it. So will the fruits and vegetables nourish your body? Absolutely. They're full of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and, you know, all these things. Is that red 40 in that jello going to, is that nourishing? No, it's not nourishing. So why eat it? What about nourishing your soul though? Some of these things nourish your soul. And and I'm totally fine, totally for that. Believe me, I am not like, oh, at Thanksgiving dinner, we can't eat and enjoy something. But here's Mm -hmm. the problem. We're eating too much sugar on a daily basis. We're not getting enough vitamins and minerals and nutrients on a daily basis as a general American population. And so it's not the the fun treats at grandma's that one time a month, or it's not the Christmas celebrations that I'm worried about, or the Halloween candy that I'm worried about. It's the daily breakfast, lunch, dinner snacks. Are those nourishing your body? Yeah, I like that. I'm definitely, I'm not an all or nothing person. Like I, if you tell me you can never, ever have this again, then I just like shut down. I have found though, as I've like, tried to learn for myself. You mentioned conflicting stuff out there. Like, for example, I was trying to get more protein in my diet and, you know, eggs are the perfect food, right? Those should be nourishing. And so I was eating a lot of eggs because I have a hard time getting protein in because I don't really like meat. But then I had mono and I was reading a book about thyroid and how the mono, you know, affects your thyroid. And it was like, never, ever eat eggs if you've had mono. And then I was like, oh, no, no, what do I do? What do you, what advice do you have for people that hear those conflicting things? You just go back to that you know, let your spirit tell you, yes, this is nourishing or not? Well, okay. So this is what it comes down to. So when I say, is it nourishing? You've got to ask, is it nourishing for my body? Because dairy, there's a lot of vitamins, fat soluble vitamins, some minerals. I mean, some good things in dairy. I can do dairy. That's fine. For others, that might cause a lot of inflammation. A lot of people have a hard time with lactose and, you know, it it can cause gut issues. And so for some people, dairy is not a good choice. It's not going to nourish their body. The same thing goes with gluten. Some people may be able Mm. to handle that whole wheat bread that has amazing vitamins and minerals in it. And others like me, that would tear my gut apart. So is that whole wheat bread nourishing to me? No, but it might, might be for you. So because we're all so different with our health issues, that question has to be, is it nourishing to my body? And so that's when the voices get so conflicting because they're like, don't eat gluten, don't eat dairy. Well, no, don't eat gluten if you have inflammatory issues. Don't eat dairy if you've got lactose issues, inflammation issues. Do you see the... My yeah, this there? is why you need a good doctor who can find out based on your tests right. what is good for you. Exactly. Okay, let's go back to that question. Is this nourishing for my body? The things that we drink or eat every day. And it's kind of a controversial topic. 
Diet Coke. (laughs) I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm Uh, kind of saying it, putting it out there for a certain someone who might listen to this podcast who I live with. Is Diet Coke good for you? Okay. So here's the thing with Diet Coke. I was an avid Diet Coke drinker. I loved it. It was my go-to every day, like at two o'clock. It was just my little treat. And on my health journey, you know, I just slowly brought in better products and got rid of the products I shouldn't be eating, drinking, but I get those that are stuck with their diet Coke. The thing is in 2010, we really got all this new technology and started all this amazing research on the gut. And that's why like the gut has become really trendy these past few years is because of all of this new technology and science and research on the gut. So I mean, the gut is related to your mind, to your brain, to, I mean, eczema is related to the gut, acne is related to the gut, mood disorders. I mean, so many things these days they're finding out are related to the gut. Well, artificial sweeteners that are in Diet Coke, the studies have shown that they actually change the gut bacteria, the good bacteria in your gut, and they can change it within like seconds. And then they've done studies where 12 weeks later, they like fed rats, all this good stuff. And 12 weeks later, they still had not gotten back to the point that they were before they ate the artificial sweeteners. And so the artificial sweeteners and Diet Coke are just messing with our gut, which then can mess with our hormones because our hormones are related to our gut. And then the hormones can relate, oh my goodness, can cause so many issues if our hormones aren't balanced. And so it's just not the greatest thing for us to eat because of the gut issues that we're finding out that artificial sweeteners cause. So for people who want to really dig in and learn more about the gut, what are some resources you would recommend? Are there, is there a book? Um, well, there's great, like there's a gastrologist, Dr. B, who is awesome, that has a book that will teach you about that. But honestly, like you with the internet these days, you can just go read these science research articles these days. You I know? have sent some of these articles to the certain someone I'm talking about, and he's like, whatever. You know, you can find anything you want to find on the internet, right? Well, how do you I know mean, that it's someone you can trust? Well, these research articles, I mean, you can see the case studies, like have they done this on five people or have they tested this on 2,000 people? You know, and also who's paying for this case study? Is it doctors that just want to know, or is it a big company that is paying for this research? Because if it's a big company, there's probably, you know, a little sway in it. Yeah. I just saw an article recently that says Diet Coke cures depression. And it was like debunking everything about artificial sweeteners. They're not bad for us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, this this is a post I just did recently that ingredients can't just do nothing in the body right? Even water does amazing things as it passes through the body. So if they're saying artificial sweeteners aren't bad for you, then what are they doing? What are they nourishing? Are they nourishing the body and how? Find me a a research article on how they're nourishing the body. There aren't any. So if it's not nourishing the body, then what's it doing? Well, I can find you lots of studies of the things that they're doing. Right. Well, and I think so often we drink diet sodas because we, you know, we're trying to keep our calories down, but we need a little pick me up, you know, especially busy families, busy moms, you know, your energy starts lagging. Do you have any substitute for Diet Coke? I mean, I know you're a fan of Olipop. Is there an Olipop that mimics Diet Coke or is there something else that we can incorporate in our diet when we need a pick me up? 
So if people need a pick me up, like need a caffeine boost, that's probably a sign that like their adrenals are really tired. They're low on their B vitamins. Maybe they're low on vitamin D. I mean, there's a plethora of reasons why women are like crashing in the middle of the afternoon. It can be their cortisol, their insulin. So really that's the question I want to ask people is like, well, why do you need that caffeine? Because if you're healthy, you don't need that caffeine. I'm good to go all day until it's nighttime. Then it's time to, you know, mm, that's a good point. Feel tired at night. But if we're feeling tired at two, three, then there's an issue. But if you do, I do love maca root. It's just something you can pour and, and it's an adaptogen that you can just like put in a smoothie or in tea, things like that. And that will give you that natural pick me up. So that's another option. Okay. Good to know. Well, I might've been referring to my husband <laughs> talking <laughs> about this Diet Coke and he's amazing and he's, he's the best, but it got me thinking about like the family dynamic at your home. I'm really curious because on Instagram, it looks like your family is all on board with all the healthy everything. Your kids are helping bake bread and make meals and everyone's eating it. And it seems like your husband's right along there with them. Um, is that real? And if not, what kind of trouble did you have any trouble getting them to buy in on it all? Okay. So first of all, it's real that they're in the kitchen every night because I refuse to cook dinner for everybody on my own every night. I just don't have time. Yes. So it's just a rule of our house that every dinner, everybody's got to be in the kitchen. And if everybody does one or two jobs, then a healthy meal is made real fast. Does that take a long time to organize everyone though? No, because it's just like, everybody hurry in the kitchen. We're making dinner. And you just give marching orders. Yeah, you guys chop, you stir, you ground the beef, whatever. No, it's really fast. So that part's complete 100% true. Now, my younger kids who grew up eating healthy ever since they were a baby, there's no complaint. They are such good eaters. They will try any vegetable. They just are amazing. My oldest one who was, oh goodness, like seven, eight at the time, and remembers lucky charms and tricks and frosted flakes every morning for breakfast. He was hard. He was yeah. hard. And what my teenager who's 18 now, he was a picky eater as a kid because he had experienced some of that sugary stuff too and loved it. So those two were very picky. And the oldest one was like hated eating healthy. But here's the thing that I tell everybody. Consistency is the key because they quickly learned that at every dinner there would be a vegetable on the table. And so they just knew, like, it wasn't like some new surprise, like, oh, we're having a vegetable on Monday night. And oh, two weeks later, oh, we have that darn vegetable again on our table. With consistency, they just learned, oh, okay, we're trying to eat healthier. Okay, we've got to try these new vegetables. And eventually they came around to it. But at first, yeah, that was, that was hard. They loved their lucky charms and tricks, you know, yeah. things like that. So but consistency really is the key. And the other thing is it wasn't all or nothing all of a sudden, right? So it was just slower changes. So for instance, when like we got rid of high fructose corn syrup, it's in ketchup, it's in barbecue sauce. They didn't know I was switching to a new ketchup. It was just ketchup was on the table with their hamburger, you know, but it was ketchup without high fructose corn syrup, but they didn't know. So you can make a lot of changes without your kids even realizing. Have they felt any benefits? Like, are they now health advocates too? Can they tell a difference? Do they feel better? They really can tell the difference. So for instance, a couple months ago, my 18 year old went to McDonald's with a bunch of friends and I can't control what happens outside of the home, right? They're teenagers. They're going to eat what they are going to eat with their friends. 
Well, they went to breakfast. He had like two orders of the pancakes and had the syrup on it. He came home and felt miserable. Like his stomach was just turning, hurting. He did not feel good. So he calculated how many grams of sugar he had had in with those two orders of pancakes and the syrup. And it was something like 128 grams of sugar. And he wow. about died because you're supposed to get like 26, have 26 or lower per day. And so when he was like, well, no wonder why I feel terrible. And so they really do start noticing like, oh, that made me feel cruddy. I'm not going to eat that way again. Or I feel so much better when I've gotten enough vegetables. And it's interesting. Kids will actually start craving vegetables if they haven't had them in a while. If they've had them for a long time, like in my house and they, we go on vacation or go somewhere where we're not getting as many in, they'll say like, oh my gosh, I need some vegetables. I can tell. So they start understanding like what their body needs. That's awesome. What are your go-to vegetables for your family? What are their favorites? Uh, probably broccoli and zucchini squash. Oh, any preparation style that they prefer? Both of them steamed and steamed with cheese is even better. But a lot of times they'll do, we'll do roasted in the oven with like just salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. And they like that as well. That's the way I like to do it. Um, so I know I was drawn to you initially because of the mental health aspect. But as you've pointed out, like the way that we eat and the things that we put in our bodies and on our bodies affects every part of our health. And you mentioned eczema. That is a topic that comes up so often in our Mom Force Facebook group. So many families have kids that are struggling with eczema. Do you have any advice for people that that are looking for solutions? So my kids haven't had that, but... I talk every single day on my DMs to people with eczema. It's a huge issue and it really is gut related. And it's so crazy. As soon as people take their kids off of like dairy gluten, because I'll say like something's going on in the gut. So just try for a little bit, remove like the gluten, the dairy. And I say, and take a probiotic, like just feed that gut good, you know, bacteria, get a good probiotic. Always within like three or four weeks, they'll DM back like, oh my gosh, the eczema is so much better. It's amazing night and day difference. Doc a lot of doctors are learning this now though, that it is the gut, but a lot of them still are just like, oh, here's the cortisol cream, here's the, cream. Here's the steroid cream. Yeah. So if you have a doctor like that, well, maybe it's time to find a new one that's actually doing the current research these days and figuring out that it is gut related because we didn't know this stuff about the gut until these past 10 years, you know? So you've got to find doctors that are current with what's going on. So you mentioned taking a good probiotic. What is that? Because you can go to the grocery store and I'm just like, I have no idea. There's some on the shelves or some in the fridge. Some are cheap. Some are really expensive. Yeah. A lot of them are actually just a waste of money. They actually never make it through the digestive tract, like through the stomach acid. So you need one that says 100% survivability, meaning okay. it's made in a way, a lot of them have like a certain capsule that they're created within. Anyways, you need to find one that will actually make it all the way through the digestive tract. Just look for a hundred percent survivability. That's the easiest way to choose one. Does it need to be in the fridge? No, actually it okay. doesn't. That is like a myth that we thought for years. If it's going to okay. survive the digestive tract, it's going to survive being outside <laughs> of the fridge. That's a good point. Good point. Obviously, we all want to do better for our families, and it is worth the investment of our time to learn and try new things, and we have to try not to freak out and get overwhelmed, especially when it's time to go to the grocery store with all of our new knowledge, because it can be expensive, right? It can. What do you say to people who say that this way of living is 
prohibitive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. I actually get that question all the time. So here's a few things that I tell them. One, buying better choice processed snacks, yeah, is expensive. So if you're on a budget, don't do that. Buy like an apple, a string cheese, you know, an orange, a tangerine, other things than like that organic granola bar that is so pricey. You get four for $10 or something, right? It's okay to give the apple with some peanut butter on it or to enjoy some fruit, you know, things like that. That's one thing. The second thing is I say always buy in bulk if you can. So for instance, I eat a ton of oat flour. We eat a ton of oat flour in our family, like pancakes, waffles, anything we do is oat flour just because I don't do well on regular flour. Well, oat flour is really expensive if I were just to buy the individual bags. So very early on, I was like, I have got to find these in like 50 pound bags somewhere that I can order, you know, online or whatever that will save me money. And so buying in bulk and products that you can is a huge help. Buying on sale also is a huge help, but then also people will be really amazed that they can actually save money doing living a healthy lifestyle because you start making a lot of more items from scratch and that's way cheaper than buying it at the store. And so buying a lot of processed dinners or frozen dinners, things like that, it adds up really quick rather than just making those dinners. Right. And it seems like cooking from scratch is going to take just way too much time. But Carolyn has a cookbook. She has so many recipes on her website that are so easy. And there are ingredients you can get at Costco. I have loved using your recipes. So that's a good place to start. So I love when I go to the grocery store watching what people have in their carts, which is kind of fun to see. My kids are all older now, but I remember the days of fruit snacks and goldfish. In fact, we couldn't even get through the checkout without grabbing a bag of goldfish and opening it, you know, just to keep everyone quiet. But when I saw this question on our MomForce Facebook group, it made me remember that phase of life. And you mentioned that, you know, an apple peanut butter is a great snack, but sometimes we do need convenience. And so I'm wondering if you can answer this question for Allison Patron. She says, my kids love all of the kid-oriented food like goldfish crackers, fruit snacks, granola bars. And I like having some convenient snacks available because it's helpful for all of us to have something other than fruit, veggies, yogurt, cheese to reach for. But I'm wondering if there are healthier versions of these popular snacks that I can start buying. Is there a granola bar that's a better choice? What other kinds of convenient snacks do you purchase for your family? Okay. So that's a great question. So I want to go back maybe a little bit with a little history on all this stuff. Like our parents, they could just go to the store and grab Cheerios, right? And Cheerios were oat and sugar and things like that. Now our Cheerios have like GMO food in them and glyphosate in them. And so we're now a generation that has to really understand what's in our food because it's not just food anymore. We've got artificial dyes and artificial preservatives and artificial flavors and all these artificial things. So I don't have anything against the snacks, but I want the snacks to be nourishing to my child. So if I'm going to buy fruit snacks, Do I want the fruit snacks with the red 40 and the blue one and things like that? Or do I want the fruit snacks that are colored with beet juice and turmeric or something else? You know what I mean? And so as a mom of young kids, decide if you want it, how you want to nourish your child and then find those products because the products are out there these days that are made with real food ingredients. So just flip that box over, look at the labels. Are they real food? If they're real foods that you would have in your kitchen, 
then sure, then that's going to be a snack that's nourishing. Granted, if there's not a ton of sugar in it, that's another issue today is just our snacks have a ton of sugar in them. So that's why I'm always preaching like, well, let's feed an applesauce or let's feed, you know, a string cheese or something like that rather than the snacks. But there are the better choice snacks out there. We just are a generation that now has to take the time to look at the ingredients and see if it's made from food or not. And also I want to say, so a lot of people will say like, well, why didn't my parents have to deal with this? Just so people know, a lot of the ingredients changed in the 90s and the early 2000s. That's when like our big shift of ingredients changed. And so now in the 2020s, we're like, oh, wow, we're waking up to everything that was put in our food. You know, let's do better. So yeah. and it, talking about snacks, this is actually so crazy. The other day I was at Walmart and looking at applesauce packets. There's applesauce made from apples, and then there's applesauce made with apples and high fructose corn syrup. I'm like, why? Like, we don't need that. The kids don't need it. We know it's not nourishing, but they do it because it's cheaper for them. So many families are on a budget, though, and it's like, oh, I can buy this applesauce, which is cheap, and buy one, get one free. My grocery store in Florida, everything was all, all of that kind of stuff that you don't really want your family eating was always on sale. Hamburger Helper. I mean, we ate a lot of Hamburger Helper. I'm embarrassed to say. Okay, this was the case five years ago. Like buying the better choice foods were more expensive. Today, it is amazing. Kroger, uh, Walmart, Target, they all have their own lines now and they're very competitive with prices. A lot of times I'll see the organic right next to the regular for the exact same price. We just got to take a little more time, look at the labels, learn, do better. Because when it comes down to it, we would do anything for our families, right? Right. Which makes me think, I have three animals living in my house. Like, I don't need pets in my life. We have two dogs and a cat. I have those pets for my children. Do you have any pets? I do. We have one dog just recently, a puppy. Do you love him? We do. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a good puppy. Is there anything that we should be aware of or thinking about when it comes to pet health? Well, I treat him the same way I do my kids. So I was shocked when I went to PetSmart the first time and there's all these amazing food choices and then these terrible food choices. And I have to tell you the first vet we went to, I asked, what do you think he should be eating? And he was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. All the food's the same. Food is food. And I was like, oh yeah, wrong vet for me. We're moving to a new vet. So we changed vets and I feed my dog food that is just made with food, not all the mm -hmm. other fillers and chemicals. And why does he need that? He doesn't. Yeah. I love that. Carlin, you know, as parents and adults, we have so many responsibilities and competing priorities. But I love how you distilled it down in an Instagram post a while back. It had a quote about how the two things that we should give our kids are roots and wings. I think you were quoting Goethe. Mm -hmm. um, but then you went on in the caption to explain how you believe that your two most important responsibilities as a mother are to love and to teach your children. So I'm wondering, what do you most want your children to learn about health and wellness? I want them to understand, to love their body and to know that it is a true gift because if they love themselves and love their body, they will want to nourish their body and take care of their body and feel good in their body. And so it really comes down to that is, do you love and respect your body? It's a gift that you've been given. And if so, then let's nourish it and feed it well. And they know my story of feeling absolutely miserable when I didn't nourish my body. And they're learning now how they feel when they do nourish it versus when they don't nourish it. So 
That's what I want them to learn. I don't want them to think this is some diet or trendy diet or some extreme way of living because it really isn't. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of just feeding your body those things that will fuel it best. So what are some of the daily choices that you hope that they will, you know, as they make now, will continue to make long after they've flown the nest? So simple things like, have you guys been outside today to get vitamin D? Have you guys exercised today? Have you done something for the little kids? Did you guys run around and play at recess for the older kids? You know, are you working out today? Did you lift weights? You know, something like that. Every day we talk about fruits and vegetables. Have you guys had your fruits and vegetables today? Have you guys fed your body well? Have you hydrated? Have you drunk enough water? So it's just the simple things of, have you moved your body? Have you gotten vitamin D? Have you fed it well? Things like that. Just those so small good. little daily choices. I think I'm going to find that post and share it in our um, show notes because it's so good. How do your kids feel about having their lives featured on Instagram? <laughs> Uh, I'm just curious. Back back to the, your kids and how they feel about this. Because okay. I know that my kids, they get squirrely every time I take out my camera. And I always have to say, don't worry, this is just for the chat books. It's not for Instagram. Well, you know what? Some kids like it way more than others. And you can probably tell on my stories <laughs> who likes being on there and who doesn't. So the ones that don't like being on there, I try to respect that. And every once in a while, they'll be on. But others are like, sure, I'll I'll be on this today. We can't not talk about photos on a Chatbooks podcast. So I'm wondering, is there a magical everyday moment that you have captured in a photo that you would share with us? Do you know what? I love, I've taken multiple of these, is just the family at the dinner table. Because I'm a huge advocate of sitting down as a family at the table. Because that's when we have laughed. That is when we've talked about hard topics, political, religious, educational it's where kids have made jokes or we've bonded. And so I'm a huge advocate of sitting at the dinner table together as a family. And my favorite pictures that I think I will love for years down the road is when all six kids and Jeff and I have been around the table. Oh, so. you know, what? that it doesn't happen very often in our family. I have seven kids and getting everyone around the table. It just doesn't happen that often. But when it does, that's always my instinct is to take a picture because it's such a special moment. Yes. All right. We're going to if if you will let us, we'll share one of those pictures on our social media when this podcast goes live so people can see your cute family. Do you have a way of keeping track of all of your memories and photos? You have so much going on running a business and with your big family. Give us one of your like photo tip hacks. I'm terrible at it. I do have one cool thing that I do. And this I do love. Every Christmas, each child gets their own book with pictures of them throughout the year of fun things we have done. So I do do one there thing. There you go. So, That's huge. So I should not. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't knock yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. If everyone, if everyone would just do that. You exactly. Would, yes. All right. Lastly, what is something that people don't know about you that would surprise them? I've got a few things, but I'll maybe just tell a funny one. Okay. As a child, I actually got coal for Christmas. I legit did not get presents. I had been bad. So your I parents got are savage. Isn't that so? Yeah, it's amazing. But well, we need to know why. I just was a, a rebellious eighth grader. And so I got in trouble. Oh, eighth got, grade. Yeah. I got yeah, cold. But you know what? It banks for the best stories, and my kids have been terrified for years of getting coal. <laughs> and it wasn't the candy coal. It was real-life coal. That's, wow. Your parents are committed there. You know, uh, that's, that's they a were, tough They were strict, moment. so, yeah. I love it. 
All right. Thank you so much. And again, guys, there are so there's so much more to the story and that you need to learn and know. Carlin, tell them where to go to find everything. So I'm on Instagram as just.ingredients and you can find daily tips there. And I'm always showing videos of us in the kitchen or buying things or at the grocery store. Also, I have a website, justingredients.us, and on there are all my favorites. So you can click on like favorite supplements, favorite cleaning supplies, favorite beauty supplies, things like that. And they're all, of course, like non-toxic and nourishing to the body. And um, we have a Facebook group. And then my newest, funnest edition is my podcast. So it's the Just Ingredients podcast, and we launch weekly. So any of those places. And a shout out for your Facebook group. I love our Mom Force Facebook group is my go-to whenever I have mom questions. But if I if there's a question that I wish I could ask Carlin, I go into that Facebook group and there are just devotees, disciples that know it all. And that's a great place to go. If you didn't hear one of your questions answered here today, go check that out. Yep, I agree. Lots of good info on there. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining the Mom Force. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and come join the conversation over on our Mom Force Facebook group. And check out the show notes for a special chapbooks discount code. Until next time.